the resurrection of Jesus, that resurrection life was in God's mind from all eternity. That is part of God's nature. It's who God is to restore and to bring life. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get new ones every week. And don't forget to check out First United Methodist Sweetwater's website and social media. Now, here is Pastor Ryan Strebeck. Well, good morning. Happy Easter Sunday. Christ is risen. You know, it's been a long night. It's been a long Saturday night. A long day Saturday. A long night Friday night. One of the things I love about the Christian gospel is the acknowledgement of the darkness, the way that God doesn't bypass the darkness that we see and that we face. Rather, He sends His Son to walk into the heart of the darkness and to redeem us. So, Matthew begins his story of Resurrection Sunday by saying, towards the dawn, towards the dawn. And you know what it's like to be in one of those long nights when you're towards the dawn. It's that last little bit before the sun rises, the hardest part of the night to keep watch, to remain awake. It's a night that would be familiar to us. Uh, We've had those nights in hospital rooms. We've had those nights in bedrooms. We've had those nights in bar rooms, and that's the worst that we've seen, the worst that we face. Mary and Mary Magdalene, Matthew tells us, were there early that resurrection morning. They knew Jesus. They loved Jesus. They watched Jesus be crucified. When all of the disciples had fled, the the men had, had left and gone to Galilee, And Mary and Mary Magdalene and some other women were were there. They remained. They watched. They faced the darkness. And their belief in the story that Jesus told and was enacting took them to the tomb on Sunday morning. It's time for us to allow our belief to carry us to the tomb, to watch and to see and to hear the news that we hope is true on Easter Sunday. So what did the women see when they went? Well, Mary and Mary Magdalene, Matthew tells us, they get to the tomb and suddenly there's an earthquake. There's an earthquake at the arrival of an angel who has an announcement for them. He announces to them and to anyone who's listening and to us today, as the earthquake rolls back the stone and the angel sits on the stone, For fear of the angel, the guards that are there watching the tomb shook, and they became like dead men. The angel begins talking to the women. Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised. As he said, come and see the place where he lay, and then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee there you will see him. This is my message for you. He gives them this earth-shattering news after the earthquake and then sends them on their way to spread the message, 
Where were the disciples that were needing to hear the message? They were, they were gone. They were back to Galilee. And in one of the beautiful turns of the story, Jesus sends a message through the angel, even to those that have run away, even those that are hiding in fear. It's a message, a reminder of restoration, that Jesus is restoring those close disciples that have run away. It's a great invitation and a great opportunity for us, even those of us who have run away in fear, those of us who have avoided the story, we've walked away from the story, our doubt has carried us to dark places, and even in those places, Jesus would send resurrection news today through the angel and through unlikely messengers like Mary and Mary Magdalene. They leave the tomb in the same way they're there when the news comes with the earthquake in great fear, but in joy, fear and joy. And fear and joy go hand in hand with the resurrection story, with the resurrection life. Fear and joy keep us awake to the possibility of resurrection. They keep us from believing a lesser story. We know there are lesser stories out there, and fear and joy at the possibility of resurrection keep us hopeful in the possibility that this story is the truest story that we could tell. So on their way to announce the news, and I just imagine them in such a quick pace, just sparing no time and no expense, just getting to where they need to go, they're interrupted on their way. And they hear Jesus say, greetings. They're the first people in this story to see Jesus, to see his resurrected body. And they fall down and they touch Jesus' feet and they worship him. It's a reminder of Jesus' actual raised body, that his body was raised from the dead, and that we therefore have hope of the resurrection of our mortal bodies. And so they worship, and they see with their own eyes what they hoped would be true based on the news that they got at the tomb from the angel and the story that they had begun to believe, hearing Jesus tell about it, that he would be raised on the third day. And so then they go and they tell Jesus' brothers. They tell the disciples. And Jesus making reference to his brothers here, go and tell my brothers, is a way of making reference to his new family. There's a point in the gospel story where uh, Jesus' actual mother and biological brothers are gathered and he tells the crowd, he tells everybody listening, he said, hey, these are my mother and my brothers now. And he points to his disciples, to those that are following him. So this is a new family, that the resurrection family is going to look different. It's going to be the church, and there's neither male nor female nor Jew nor Greek. Uh, it doesn't matter your socioeconomic standing or where you come from. You have a shot at being a part of this family by believing the resurrection news and by beginning to live the resurrection in our day-to-day -day lives. And so we must tell this story. It's the story, it's the make-or-break story of the Christian faith, that Jesus is raised from the dead. We must tell the story because it's a story of wonder. We must tell the story because it's a story that's worthy of the practice that our lives can put forth. Uh, Gerard Manley Hopkins uh, had this great line in a poem where he refers to practicing resurrection. 
And that's what we do on Easter Sunday. And that's what we do on every Sunday and the days in between going forward is we practice the life of resurrection. And that's how we tell the story. One of the reasons I love the resurrection story is because on the one hand, it is a story of surprise. There's an, there are angels involved. There's an earthquake. It's a surprising story. And it reminds me that there are things that God does that genuinely surprise us. We never have a corner on the market on what God is going to do. We always can be surprised by his work and by his story. On the other hand, God surprises us in a way that is recognizable to us. God surprises us in a way that is in accordance with his work throughout history. You know, I've been working on a project at home. I've been working on a, a desk for our daughter. And so I've been building this desk. And before I begin to build it, and it's just now beginning to take shape. I've got the legs put together, and it's fastened to the apron, and the drawer is ready to go. I'm working on the top. Before I ever started the project, the first thing I did was I sketched out a, uh, on a sheet of graph paper what this would look like. And it's not that much different from other projects that I've worked on. Uh, it's a similar style, but I've never made a desk quite like this before. And so God, the resurrection of Jesus is his grand yes. It is God's yes to life in the midst of a world where it looks like that darkness wins, where it looks like evil wins. And God, His blueprint for salvation has been there all along. His sketch, if we look back to the Garden of Eden and His original creation and His original desire to walk with us and give us life and to be in relationship with us. And we look at the prophets and His calls for us to return to God. And we look throughout all of the covenants that God made with His people. We look at the Psalms and we look at the crying out of, of, of the prophets and everybody who's anticipating the coming of Jesus. And we see that blueprint. We see that sketch. And it's on this day, this Easter Sunday, that we remember that all of this came to fruition, that all of this is summarized and maybe best said, God's nature could be possibly best communicated by his actions on Easter Sunday, by raising Jesus from the dead. We could say that the resurrection of Jesus, that resurrection life, was in God's mind from all eternity. That is part of God's nature. It's who God is to restore and to bring life. And so as we contemplate God's yes to resurrection, may we go forth as messengers of this story. May we practice this story. May we live this story. May we tell this story. May we go in resurrection fear and joy and wonder and hope. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.